1: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great.
2: It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports
2: Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. We'll talk some basketball with Chris Mannix, the play-in tournament. Also, who's his MVP? He's got a vote. Mannix will join us a little bit later on. Albert Breer, star insider for the Monday morning quarterback. Are the Dolphins still in play for Deshaun Watson? And more whispers about Aaron Rodgers playing elsewhere. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle is at dp show. Say good morning to our radio partners, the uh, power pack Fox Sports radio lineup, also iHeart Radio, nearly 400 cities around America carrying this radio program. Also, our TV partner, Peacock. You can uh, download the app and you can watch for free. The State Farm. NBA play-in tournament. It's not the play-in tournament. It's the State Farm NBA play-in tournament. Isn't exactly starting out with a bang tonight. Pacers host the Hornets Eastern Conference 9-10 battle. Then you have the Celtics. They will host the Wizards the 7-8 matchup. Do or die for Indy and Charlotte. Loser of the Boston-Washington game. Gets another shot to advance to the playoffs. But this certainly pales in comparison to... What we have tomorrow night, the featured matchup, LeBron and the Lakers versus Steph and the Warriors. If you're a true NBA fan, there's always a reason to watch. Maybe this is your first chance to watch the Hornets rookie, LaMelo Ball. He missed a long stretch with a broken wrist. Still has a chance to be the rookie of the year. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal make the Wizards interesting. And the Celtics are probably fascinatingly inconsistent. As for Indiana, though, they seem like nice guys. Um, all right, it's not LeBron and Steph, but it's still postseason basketball. It's here to stay, and and I'll take it. McLevin, you got a poll question for me today.
4: Well, let's start right there. Do you think the NBA should keep the play-in tournament moving forward?
2: Yes, because I think they have to with the regular season being viewed as not a necessity of where you end up. You know, your seed doesn't matter. I think if you feel like... You're a good enough team. I think the Lakers probably thought, what's the worst case scenario? All right, we got a play-in game. Uh, all right, we get two chances here. I think they felt pretty comfortable with that. Um, but I also like that Washington's season was over with COVID issues, injuries. They made a trade. They brought in Russell Westbrook. And then they sort of brought the franchise back to life here. And they're sort of in, in the playoffs. And I think it's a really intriguing matchup there. I'm interested to watch that game. I I truly am because of Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. And I don't know what the Celtics are doing because they got so close and it feels like they're so far away. Um, I think you have to have, if there's going to be load management, then I think you have to have something that says, how do we make the the end of the regular season interesting? How do we get a few more fan bases involved in it? It's gimmicky, but I understand it, and I think that maybe allowing 16 playoff teams, you sort of watered down the playoffs. Now having the play-in tournament spices it up just a little bit more. It's here. It's here to stay. You got a sponsor, State Farm, and um, you know we're not going to have the Lakers versus the the Warriors every year. I mean, most of these play-in games are going to be like the play-in games for the NCAA tournament, where you're going to go, uh, all right, I'll watch, but it doesn't really count. Like, if the Lakers were healthy, they wouldn't be in this position. If Golden State was healthy, they wouldn't be in this position. These positions are for teams like Memphis, New Orleans, Washington. Uh, Boston's a disappointment this year, but for the most part, when you see the play-in teams – these are teams that really need something like this just to keep their season alive. Yeah, McLevin,
4: I, I understand that there's less tanking beside this, and it's huge. That's a huge benefit. But it kind of reminds me how in college football, since every game seems to matter because you need to win to get into the playoffs, but in college basketball, a regular season college basketball game doesn't mean much because everyone gets in the tournament. Now two-thirds of the NBA is in the playoffs, so... What, why does a one versus two seed in February on a Saturday night, why is that game really going to mean anything? It feels like it's watering down.
2: Well, let me go back to college football because you say, hey, every game matters. Well, once you lose twice, then you have no chance to be in the final four. Right? If you're an right. average team or a team that doesn't get recognition or you're an outlier, not in the Power Five Conference, then you have no chance. College football needs to expand if they want to have their regular season mean more, I don't think it, I don't think it takes away from the regular season college football, because let's face it. How many schools have a legitimate chance to win the national title every year? Like eight, maybe now, if I have a 12 team playoff, now I have how many teams now I have 20, maybe, maybe even more that have a chance to get into the playoffs. Maybe they get in as the 11th or 12th seed, but they get in. And then they can share in that money, the revenue that will come, you know, as a result, because for the most part, the rich are getting richer when it comes to the Final Four in college basketball. Uh, I don't like gimmicky things and, and hey, we got to have everybody in the playoffs, but I think, first of all, money speaks. Like, you got to start there. You know, these owners lost a lot of money. And they want to get that money back somehow, some way. And I think if you're the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, all ideas should be on the table. Like, how do we generate more excitement and more revenue here? And I think that's why it's here to stay, the Emmy Club. Well, what about a mid-season tournament? Is well, that,
4: that's coming. Isn't that a line too far? Like, yes.
2: talking about cutting out the regular season. That, I think, is on the way. Woj has hinted about this, and I think that we're going to have a midseason tournament. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it would mean for the end of the regular season. I don't know what it would mean for the playoffs. But I do think trying to spice up the regular season because of load management. I mean, look at the marquee players. Now, you did have injuries, sort of. But I felt like guys were staying out longer than they really needed to. Did LeBron need to stay out that long? If it was a playoff game, he would have been back. Anthony Davis, uh, James Harden, uh, Kyrie, Kevin Durant. These are the marquee players on the marquee teams, and they didn't play. You know, Kawhi, that used to be, it was no big deal. Hey, I might play 62 games here, 62 out of 82. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay, load management. But if I'm a fan, I want to know when I tune in. Am I? What am I seeing when I tune in? And this is the dangerous part, I think, for the NBA, because I've tuned in before. First of all, I don't recognize the uniforms, and then second of all, I go, okay, wait, okay, oh, it's the Pelicans, okay, oh uh, no Zion, okay, no Zion, no, okay, no Lonzo Ball all right, now do you stay watching a game like that, let alone the marquee games, because these players are going, you know, why am I killing myself here? We're going to make the playoffs. I'm still going to get paid. I'm not going to get fined for sitting out because I have a high ankle sprain or I got something wrong with my shoulder. Okay. But I I, I think the NBA has to, you know, it's like baseball's regular season. Like. Do you tune? How many times have you tuned in recently? Where you go, I have to watch this game, and I'm not talking about your local team because they used to have a game of the week, and that was on Saturday, and it was a big deal. Now every game is on, and how many tune-in factor games do you have? Must see TV. It's really rare unless if it's a pitching matchup, like Shohei Otani. If if he was on at a time when I could watch, I would watch. But how many of those players are there anymore? Now, you do have talent. There's a lot of young talent, but I don't, you need tune-in factors. Like, the NFL's fortunate. Now, they're going to expand eventually to 18 games. You know, it's 17 now, just so you know, that, that they'll be going to 18 games. At what point do they water down their playoff system? Because they keep adding more playoff teams, more revenue. Everybody seems to be happy. I don't know if they get to that point where, hey, it doesn't really matter if we win our division. Maybe it doesn't matter if we have home field advantage. But I think all of these sports really are, they tinker with the regular season. And as much as I don't like the expansion of playoffs, I think college football needs it to add more teams in. Therefore, the regular season is far more interesting in a bigger picture because if I lose two games, I could still be the 12th seed, 11th seed. And the amount of money that would be at stake. And you could still have your secondary bowl games if you wanted to. But I, I think that would be the way I, I see college football going pretty soon. Yeah, Paul.
5: And like you said, with college football last year, a team like Indiana would have made an 18 playoff. And they were threatening. They, they could play with the big guys. Coastal Carolina, whatever you think of them, they would have had a shot. They would have had, that would have been a fascinating game to tune into. It may not, second half may not have been great, but Coastal Carolina in
2: a playoff game would have been cool. You just want a chance. Like, like when I, my, my, you know, childhood is all about that. Wow, that moment. Or you didn't expect that. Like sports is about the unexpected. That, that's why Hollywood loves sports. Because they write endings that Hollywood would never think of. You just want a chance. You want to face somebody. You never get that chance. All right, you might get blown out. Maybe the the end results aren't very pretty. But I think anybody who competes just wants that chance. And we love the underdog story. I mean, that's why we love March Madness. Underdog story. And then we get to the final four, the Elite Eight, and we say, all right, now let's kind of resume things. Let's get back to our regularly scheduled program where we have the Blue Bloods in here. But when you get that outlier, that's what's fun. When you get introduced to a player that you wouldn't normally get introduced to, that's fun. And I think sometimes that's lost on us when it comes to sports now. Yeah, Paul?
5: It's funny, though, because even though other teams have a chance, small teams have a chance, we always say in the media and people on social media, that team has no chance. Like I saw a lot of people in sports media and others saying, the Lakers have no chance to lose two in a row. There's no chance the Lakers are going to lose mm-hmm. two in a row. They're facing Steph Curry tomorrow night. Yeah. That could One thing can happen. They're only a, a favorite by four points. Now, I know they'd probably be a big favorite over the Spurs or the Grizzlies, but this is Steph Curry's season. And the Spurs or the Grizzlies, if they somehow get the Lakers in that next game, if the Lakers lose, that's their season, that upset. There's, there's always a chance. That would scare the hell out of me if I was a Laker fan.
2: This program brought to you by Simply Safe isn't just award-winning security. It uh, keeps your family safe. They offer a team of highly trained security experts when you need them the most. Go to com, customize your system, get a free security camera. What other poll questions are you working on there, McLovin? Okay, I have an MVP poll and I have numbers to back it up real quick.
4: Oh, okay. So, I'm going to give you these players their team's records when they're on the when they don't play. Right. The Warriors without Steph are 2 and 7. Yeah. Nikola Jokic played every game for the Nuggets so he's out of this poll. The Knicks are undefeated when Julius Randle doesn't play so he's out of this poll. The 76ers are 10 and 11 without Embiid. The Bucks are 6 and 5 without Giannis. The Blazers have a winning record without Lillard and the Clippers have a winning record without Kawhi. So based on that stat, is there a good argument to say since the Warriors are 2 and 7 without Steph? And they have a winning record, a huge winning record with them. He's the MVP.
2: I wonder if the Warriors had gotten to the sixth seed, maybe the seventh seed, would, would we look at Steph Curry's season differently because they overachieved? We, we love a story. This was a great story with Steph Curry. And I know I've been a big proponent of him being the most valuable player this year, but I thought they were going to challenge for the NBA title this year, if everybody was healthy. I, I think because he's sort of on the fringe, you know, with the play in tournament that it's, Oh, you know, it kind of got there. It's gimmicky. Plus he's got a couple MVPs, you know, maybe that factors in too. but if they had the sixth seed, I think, I think the voters might look at Steph Curry differently. Um, and, and it's not an exact science. They don't give you anything. There's no like, here are the rules, here's the criteria when you vote for the MVP. It's just you're, what you think MVP stands for. Is it the best player on the best team? Is the guy who has the best stats? Is it the best story of the guy who's on a playoff team? Greek Freak was wonderful this year. If the Bucs had won the title last year, Greek Freak might have been the MVP this year. I think that it was probably held against him that, well, yeah, he was really good, but they bow out early. Okay. Joel Embiid, if he was healthy, if he played all, okay, but he didn't. Like, give credit to Jokic. He played every game this year. So that has to factor in. We might not look at them as, Championship worthy, certainly losing Jamal Murray, but he did everything you ask a great player to do. I know he's not exciting. I know a crisp bounce pass, backdoor cut, you know, a a nice fifteen footer. Nobody cares about that, but that's it. We shouldn't be honoring you know people with style points. It's what do you do for you your team? Jamal Murray goes down, so they lose an all star. And what did Denver do? They won 9-10. of 10. That says something about Jokic. And I thought he was going to be the MVP, you know, the second half of the season, even though I'd been pushing for Steph Curry.
5: Yeah, Paul. If he's going to win the MVP, we got to get his name down before the end of today's show. McLevin said Nikola. So is it Nikola or Nikola? And is it Jokic or Jokic? Because there's four different options you could have for his name because you don't, we don't know how to pronounce either first name or last name.
2: Well, if I just go Joker, then I'm good. But it could be Joker because it's Jokic. Yeah.
5: But that's like Tibbs and Thibodeau. Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic. There's four different options. I'm going Nikola Jokic.
2: Let's call it officially saying That sounds right. That's the one I'm saying. Yeah, that sounds right. It's not not Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, (laughs) but he's called Joker. The Niccolo
4: sounds a little Italian,
2: the way you guys are saying it. But it doesn't sound like
1: Ricola. I think it's a hard cola. Nicola. Not Nicola. Not Nicola, Nicola. I think it's a hard cola. Mm,
4: Okay. Yes, McLevin. Can I bash NBA MVP voters through the years? And I hope this, I don't
2: know last time you voted. Well, can I take a break here? Yeah, I have a huge issue every year with the way they do this. Okay. Okay. Let, Let me take a break. And then Mannix has a vote, so I'll ask him later on who he voted for. Anybody want to guess? Mannix probably voted Joker. He can't vote for a Celtic. but uh, I was about to say Tatum. (laughs) Put in Larry Bird right in. Yes, Eden. Joker is a better nickname, just saying. Joker? The Joker? Oh, Oh, definitely. No, no, just yoked. (laughs) The yoke. Yoked. That's what you want to... But he's not yoked. That's the problem. All right, let me take a break here, 18 after the hour. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. You're buying a home, you're refinancing, you want to get a better rate, and uh, there's the, a lender on your side. American Financing. America's home for home loans. Because this is a company that really is in it for you, and I mean it. The process starts with a free mortgage review. So there's no pressure, no obligation, no upfront hidden fees, none of that. Instead, their mortgage consultants get to know you. They want to know what's important for you. Where do you want to be in five years from now? This way they can understand what your goals are, then explain custom loan options that can save you up to $1,000 a month. So you get to choose what makes the most sense, and then they make it happen. Mortgages don't get much better than that. And now's the time to refinance. Find out how much you can save by calling American Financing. 866-574-2500. 866-574-2500. 866-574-2500. 866-574-2500. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLSconsumeraccess. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. No, you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
0: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. Want to thank our friends at Panini
2: America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL and NBA, FIFA and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. The countdown to the greatest spectacle in racing. It's the Indy 500, May 30th only on NBC. We'll get to McLovin's MVP issues Coming up, I got to make way for uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday morning quarterback. Albert, let me start with what we think is the truth that Adam Schefter reported on the night of the draft that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, told the team that we haven't heard anything. I don't know if it's confirmed by anybody, but it's become fact Right. Has Aaron Rodgers, has anybody confirmed that Aaron Rodgers said to the Packers, I want out?
6: I mean, I can tell you that they've had like numerous conversations over the last few months, which has included trips to California. Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, the people in charge in Green Bay to try to eradicate the issue between the team and the player. And, and I think Aaron Rodgers, like I've said this to you all along, I think, Dan, is that. Like we should listen to him. We should listen to him in January. We should listen to him, you know, when he's said, when he's confirmed a lot of what he said initially to Pat McAfee, Um, you know, and I don't think anything that Aaron Rodgers does is a mistake. He's calculating. He's very intelligent. He understands the media. Like I I just, I fail to believe that any of this stuff is by accident. And so, um, you know, the Packers are very well aware that they've got a, a situation on their hands that they've got to find a way to fix. They got a team that's in a position to win right now. You look at the age of their core too; a lot of guys that are smack dab in the middle of their prime on big contracts. Um, You know, they're going to do everything they can to try to get Aaron Rodgers back in house. Um, There's an awareness there that Jordan Love's not ready to go, and you know, I I really think that um, you know, like if you just watch the way the Packers have operated over the last three four months, there's no question. There's a very serious problem there, and you know, I think a big part of it is what Aaron wants, which, you know, it looks a lot like I think what Tom Brady has now in Tampa.
2: But the trade discussions, it doesn't yeah. really feel like there's any firmness to the reporting on it. It's it's almost like we're wishful reporting here or we're we're wishful speculating. <laughs> well, you know, what would Denver have to offer? What about the Raiders? Yeah. I, I don't know what his market value is. I don't know if they've made an offer. Has Denver called Green Bay? Has has uh, you know the Raiders have they called Green Bay? I'm assuming everybody's called them.
6: Um now, you know, when I talked to to Brian Gutekunst on draft weekend, you know, he said that he had just gotten one call um the day of the draft and that was it. And obviously John Lynch acknowledged that the Niners made a phone call, so you can put two and two together on that, but I mean, I would assume at the very least, and I don't know this for a fact that the Broncos GM, George Payton, picked up the phone and called that the Raiders GM, Mike Mayock, picked up the phone and called. If you see that Aaron Rodgers is going to be interested in you, it would be almost irresponsible not to make those phone calls. And I think the other thing you can look at here, Dan, is a lot of these teams have left their options open. You know, I mean, Denver and Carolina really like Justin Fields. They wind up passing on him. Their options are open to go and get veteran quarterbacks. We see, you know, Miami, I think, still sitting out there with a lot of capital. And and I think maybe they'd be more in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes than the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes if these sweepstakes ever happen. Um, You know, but there are, you know, a number of teams out there that have left their options open. And, you know, at at this point, like they – I think the Aaron Rodgers thing is where – The Deshaun Watson thing was three months ago, where back then Nick Casario was getting phone calls and giving everybody a flat no. The Packers' response to anyone calling has been, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if that changes over
2: time. Boy, that's a dangerous game that uh, some of these teams played on draft night, that you love that quarterback. It's a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you decide that, hey, we're not going to take a quarterback that we think could be our future because we might be in the in the chase for Aaron Rodgers. Is that what you're saying?
6: I don't know if it's just that. I mean, like, look, for both Denver and Carolina, it was literally the top defensive player in the draft, in their opinion. J.C. Horn for Carolina, Patrick Sertanford for Denver, versus going all in on Justin Fields. And if you take Justin Fields then you're tied to him like your job security. If you're Matt rule, your job security, if you're Vic Fangio and George Payton, it ties directly to those guys to that guy. If you draft him that high. But I do think that a piece of it for both those teams was maintaining flexibility at the quarterback position, knowing how quickly things have changed at that position over the last six months. And I think there's an acknowledgement there too, Dan, and this is league wide. I mean, if you talk to any general manager, they'll acknowledge this the like the way quarterbacks are being handled is starting to change and I think a huge part of that goes back to Tom Brady and the way that the Bucks have built around Tom Brady and the way the Bucs have mortgaged contracts to win in a certain window with Tom Brady and the fact that Tom Brady took the risk of changing teams so late in his career and it worked and they won the Super Bowl and so you know I, I think that there are some teams that are looking at like the landscape right now the NFL and saying If these high end quarterbacks are going to be available, if Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers is going to be available over the next four or five months, maybe we're best off taking a really good player at the top of the draft and keeping our options open at the most important
2: position. But if I said if you were going to, I guess it's a hunch and maybe that's not fair to you. Who's the quarterback week one for the Packers? Who's the quarterback week one for the Texans?
6: The quarterback week one for the Packers, I believe is gonna be Aaron Rodgers. I think they'll find a way to fix it. Um, now it's gonna be complicated because I think what Aaron wants, like the ship sort of sailed on on that, you know? I think what Aaron wants is, again, like a, the, the the Packers to build with the same sort of urgency that the Bucs have built around Tom Brady. And, you know, I think it's, yeah. Like, how do you do that now, <laughs> right? Like free agency's over, the draft's over. I, I mean, you're into, you're into the end of May, Like I mean, maybe you can trade for Julio Jones, um, but what can you do other than make promises to Aaron Rodgers that we're going to take the way that we've done business for the last 30 years and we're going to throw it out starting in 2022? Is that how you get him back in? Maybe it is, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think that something like that has to happen. Um, And then the Texans, Like I think the likelihood right now is that Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback there. And I also think there's a likelihood that Deshaun Watson's played his last game as a Texan. I think whenever you have whenever we get clarity on the legal situation and the league situation, you know, I do think Houston's going to wind up moving him. And I'm not sure where. Um, but you know, I I do know that the tone in that building changed a whole bunch from January to the end of March into April. You know, I talked on my podcast to the GM there, Nick Casario, and I gave him, you know, a half dozen different chances to say you know, Deshaun Watson is our quarterback. Deshaun Watson is going to be our starter, and he wouldn't do it. And that was a a very marked change from where they had been even like three or four weeks before that. And so I think that there's a likelihood that Deshaun Watson gets moved whenever – the league and the legal system give us clarity on all of, of where he stands.
2: He's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the Monday morning quarterback. I know you mentioned this yesterday, which is part of the reason why I wanted to have you on that, you know, don't count out Miami with Deshaun Watson. It feels like that has been the destination that he wants. And mm-hmm. that's the quarterback they want, even though they have Tua a tongue So why do you think that that's still a possibility?
6: He gives them a chance to get a lot better at the most important position on the field without blowing up their what they've been doing for the last three off seasons. Um, I I do know that you know Brian Flores is confident in the culture that he's built um, and the ability to absorb you know a, a story like that. I think he feels like you know he he's got the organization in a place where um, where they can do that. And if you look at the capital they've got to offer Houston, think about this, Dan, like Nick Casario comes from New England. What college program is New England closest to? Closest to Alabama, right? So you would think that Nick Casario probably has good information on Tua. So I think Tua in a Miami-Houston deal could wind up becoming a really interesting chip where maybe Nick Casario looks at it and says, we get Tua in here, now we've got Tua and Davis Mills, who we took in the third round, throw them into a competition behind Tyrod Taylor. Maybe we have something at quarterback then that can that that, that can you know, answer the question long-term for us. And then Miami has a first round pick next year and two first round picks in 2023 to offer. So you add all of it up, and with the capital that they have, you could really offer something enticing to Houston without completely blowing up what you've been building for the last three years. And when you're talking about trading for a player like a Deshaun Watson or an Aaron Rodgers, like in most cases, you've got to completely blow up your timeline, right? Like you've got to, all right, like we're getting rid of all this draft capital. We're going to build our team a different way. Miami doesn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Miami's set up in a way where they could go and get Deshaun Watson, give Houston something really good and come out of it still sort of on the same timeline they've been building on for the last three years.
2: Uh, Urban Meyer and his decisions that he's made, whether it's bringing in the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, and that didn't do well. Uh, Drafting a running back, uh, Travis Etienne, and maybe making him a wide receiver. Now you have Tim Tebow here. Is there a perception of Urban Meyer that's forming, in your opinion, of just what he's doing as a NFL coach as opposed to a college coach?
6: So, like, if you look at his staff, there are a lot of NFL assistants, right? Like a lot of guys who are plainly NFL coaches. Uh, Now, there are some guys like Charlie Strong on the staff that go back with him, but there's, you know, Chris Ash, you know. um, But there are, like, guys that are, you know, like Daryl Bevel, like Brian Schottenheimer, like Joe Cullen that are strictly NFL assistants. I I think what you look at um, when you see some of the moves you're talking about is – maybe urban is going to adjust some but he's also going to bring a lot of what he already was at the college level with him and and i think the proper comparison for travis etienne if you want to really look at it is percy harvin at florida or curtis samuel at ohio state like that's what i think they envision travis etienne being and it also explains why you take etienne even though you've got james robinson and, uh, and, and Carlos Hyde at tailback already. So like you see him in sort of that H-back role, then go over to Tebow. What's Tebow? Well, if you look at what Urban Meyer became the last few years at Ohio State, really he's more of a culture coach than anything else. He's a program builder. And what do coaches like that do? Well, they value guys who can sell what they're bringing into a program in the locker room, and Tim Tebow can do that over the next three or four months for Urban Meyer. So maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't, but at the very least, he's got a guy who you know has some name recognition in the locker room who can help Urban try to sell the program that he's bringing to the NFL. And so I think when you add those things up, Dan, I think you see – you know, while Urban is willing to bend some, you know, and that shows in all the NFL assistance he's brought in, he's also got his own ideas that have worked for him for the last twenty years that are absolutely coming with him.
2: Why is Tebow so polarizing to people? <laughs>
6: um, it's it's fascinating because I, I don't even know how to answer this, Dan. I like it's it, it's it, it's weird, right? Like, but I I think a big part of it is he was on the front end of playing quarterback in a different way. Right. And he was sort of on the front end of the NFL game changing to adjust, to allow quarterbacks like this to play in the league, um, you know, and around the same time that like a Cam Newton came into the NFL, a Robert Griffin, the third came in the NFL. Now, all of a sudden, like your Tommy Frazier's and your Scott Frost's from 30 years ago, were getting a shot in the league. And so you had this guy coming from Florida, who didn't really look like he could play the quarterback position in a conventional manner, but was such an A plus guy from an intangible standpoint and had such a large following and there's the religious thing. And so I just think he became polarizing because he was so popular with a certain group of people that automatically that's going to make you sort of another group of people sort of skeptical of, of who you are as a player. And I, I like, I probably just did a horrible job of explaining that to you
1: <laughs> because there's so much
6: there. You know what I mean? But I, I like it's weird, right? Like I, I'll give you this. I went back, and so I talked with John Fox uh, a couple days ago about about Tebow as a tight end, and he brought to light to me. He said like, well, you know, we actually put him in a game as a tight end, and I didn't even remember, remember this at all. His second game in Denver, John Fox's second game in Denver, they put him in the game at tight end. And he played three plays and Foxy said to me, he's like, yeah, like, you know, like he looked functional out there. So I went back in my game pass and I looked it up. (laughs) You know, the first thing I noticed about it, Dan was, was when he came on the field, the crowd had been quiet. Right. And it popped and it was unbelievable and here's a guy coming in in an emergency situation and like he like he's wearing receiver gloves you know and he's wearing elbow pads it's like (laughs) i I, like i almost forget how how just insane that story was so uh That's Like I said, I've done a horrific job of answering that question for you, but (laughs) it's hard to
2: explain, right? Like, you just know it when you see it. But it's it's gimmicky, but then there's so many things in life that are gimmicky. You know, I go, like like this uh, guy fighting Floyd Mayweather, you know, Jake Paul or whatever, Logan Paul. Like, he's nobody. But it's a gimmick, and he gets a chance to get in the ring with one of the great fighters of all time and make millions of dollars. Uh, it, you know, we we take chances, give chances. We do favors. Right. All of the, This is just the 90-man roster. And I'm going, yeah, it, if a guy is going to lose his roster spot On the 90 man roster, then he deserves to have it in jeopardy if you, Tebow comes in and takes it from you.
6: Right. And I, I guess it's the, I I immediately, when you, when you brought all that stuff up, I immediately thought for some reason about Chad Johnson racing the
2: horse. Um, (laughs) Well, DK Metcalf, they gave him a spot to run in that race. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think it's, but but you know what? Like, like now that you mention it, it's like kind of, I guess what we're talking about is seeing something that seems absurd on its face right and that whole thing was absurd like you remember that bears game right like where like the the ball goes out of back like it's just like the weirdest stuff was happening and it was unexplainable and it's sort of like backed up like this guy like there's just something intangibly intangible about this guy that like you can't explain it and it may look like crap but somehow at the end of the day, at the end of the game, you look up at the scoreboard and his team has more points than the other team. Right. <laughs> and so like, it was just like, like, I guess that's what it is. It's like we, we, we all witnessed something that was so like just on its face absurd in 2011. And maybe like in the back of our heads, we're all wondering if some version of that could play out again. 10 years later in 2021, that's the best way to explain it, I guess. Right. I mean, the guy almost, the guy almost made the 40 man roster with the Mets and he hadn't played baseball since high school. I like, he's like the real life Forrest Gump, but you that's, know what I mean? But
2: That's gimmicky as well. And they, they used him and he used them. So there was reciprocation there. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe Jacksonville's doing that, that, Hey, come on in. I, I mean, imagine when he goes into a game in Jacksonville, in his hometown, He'll get a bigger roar than Trevor Lawrence will.
6: I mean, that's the other thing. 90 minutes from Gainesville, I think, right? Like, I mean, like maybe this wouldn't be a circus in Kansas City, but in Jacksonville, where like everyone who covers the Gators can just get in their car and drive over, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, that's the thing about it. Like that's that to me is what's so interesting about this calculation for Urban Meyer is... Like it'd be one thing if he was bringing in a guy who was maybe a good player for him at Florida or Ohio state. and has like a nominal chance of making the roster. Right. But the stuff that you're inviting in with Tim, which, and again, like this isn't even his fault. It just comes with him. Like the circus that you're bringing with him. And then the other players constantly having to answer questions about it. Like I, I think the real risk here and this, this part's interesting to me. Like, I think the real risk here for urban is does it chip away at your credibility at all? Like if you're bringing him in and you're asking the team to accept him as a NFL tight end, right? And it just looks awful. And then you hang on. Like, so like, let's say we get to training camp and it looks terrible. The first three days of camp. Right. And remember Tebow like didn't look good in practice at quarterback in Denver. So like, let's say like, it just doesn't look right. The first three or four days does urban have to get rid of him right because the guy's not on scholarship like does does urban have
2: to get rid of him Yeah, imagine cutting him
6: right like like so like at that point like do you get rid of him or and if you hang on to him for another couple of weeks does that chip away at your credibility Mm. because there are other guys trying to make the team there right that are looking at it and saying to themselves well wait a minute like this guy like what is this like why is this happening over here the guys i mean and it's not like he's 23 years old it's not like you're projecting three years into the future you know what i mean like like what's the what's the real upside here the guy's not going to become tony gonzalez at least i don't think so no he's not. uh you know like so that's the thing about it like that the, the credibility part of it i think is really interesting because Urban takes that stuff so seriously. You know what I mean? Like having credibility with his players. And, and that's why so many of his guys believe in him so deeply is because he's brought such credibility to the table and everything that he does. And that's, what's so interesting. You sort of wonder like, what's the plan for him and does urban just have a blind spot for this guy? Or is there something more to it?
2: Great to talk to you, Albert. Thanks. We appreciate your time. All right. Great to talk to you, Dan. And that's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback play of the days up next. at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LaVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up
3: On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler TJ Hushmanzada and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with T. Moments. Listen
2: to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico
3: Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs
2: of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instants. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Oh, my God. The,
2: play, the
3: play's play of the day. Runner left side. Got it. to play it and play it. This is the
6: play of the day. Check this out.
3: Ground ball
2: up the middle into center field for a base hit. Bed scores. pools. how do you do? His first RBI as a Dodger. Welcome aboard. Charlie Steiner on the call, AM 570, LA Sports, Dodgers Radio Network. Albert Pujols, career hit 3,254, one behind Eddie Murray for 12th most in baseball history. Play of the day brought to you by M Drive. Compete with the younger guys. The everyday supplement that I take helps you stay strong, lean, energized. Go to MDriveDan.com, free shipping, 60 day. Uh, Guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Find your prime with M Drive. Albert Pujols' postseason stats with the Cardinals: He played in seventy-four games, three hundred thirty-one plate appearances, three World Series appearances. Albert Pujols' postseason stats with the Angels: Three games, thirteen plate appearances, zero World Series appearances. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Uh, Basically 10 years in both places. 10 years with the Cardinals. He was a Hall of Famer after 10 years. And then that second half was, he was just marginal, average. Yeah,
1: Seton. Do we need a uh, sounder for sort of a negative stat of the day? Mm. That one was a little bit of a downer. Okay. And then to have Ron Burgundy come swinging in mm. with the stat of the day mm. sound.
2: Oh, no. Okay. Uh, the RBI for Pooh Holes, 2,113th, third most behind Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth. How was that, Seaton? Pause it positive stat okay day, stat of the day okay stat of the day stat of the day here comes that what stat of the day Pooh Holse has now played in 2887 career games the most of any active player in major league baseball of the day, yeah. this is a beat yeah all right stat of the day yep. stat of the day Just say,
1: we need one that's like, oh, great. Stat of okay. the day. Okay, yeah. like a
2: negative. Yeah, negative, negative stat of the day. Negative stat of the day. Yes, Pauling.
5: Shockingly, I worked up the first stat of the day of this segment that was more negative against Pools, mm-hmm. but it's complimentary towards the Cardinal organization. Look what they did. They got the best out of him, and they were financially smart and said, look, we're not going to pay for his second half.
2: I wondered if the Cardinals were going to bring him back. I wonder if Tony La Russa was going to have him go to Chicago. The surprising aspect is going to the National League where you don't have the DH. That was the one part of this that surprised me that National League teams would have been interested in Pujols. But, you know, Dodgers got him. Uh, If he can provide a couple of moments for them, big moments facing left-handed pitching, then, you know, maybe this is all worth it. And, you know, maybe Albert just wants to let people know what he used to be, who he was. Maybe get a chance to play in the postseason again. Yeah, Paul.
5: You think Pujols, anytime in the next few months, gets up in the morning, you a little tired from the night before, and has coffee and starts tri- driving to the Angels ballpark. He's like 20 <laughs> minutes towards the Angels ballpark going, ah, damn it.
2: I've done that with ESPN. When I, sure. when I, I'd be like, I'm going towards the highway, and all of a sudden I'm going, oh, my God, what am I doing? Just, you know, it's muscle memory or mental memory. NBA MVP voting opened May 5th. It ends tonight at 11.59 Eastern. If it, if it opened yesterday, that might have been a little bit better for Steph Curry. If, if it ended at like, um, no, that wouldn't even help tomorrow night at 11.59 Eastern. You know, maybe he's going to be top five. Is he top three? Maybe. I don't know why it matters to me so much. Coming up a little bit, we'll talk to Chris Mannix. We'll get his MVP ballot. A few other things to talk about. Your phone call is always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan Patrick Show one more item close out the first hour rockauto.com all the parts your car or truck will ever need you don't waste time and money hunting for the parts phoning driving waiting in lines go to rockauto.com make sure you tell them that we sent you right Dan Patrick in the how did you hear about us box so they'll take care of you rockauto.com you choose the part brands prices features you want and they're there for you 24-7 you can use your order history to keep track of maintenance and repairs and warranties and if you're like me you may discover that cabin air filter you quote recently replaced was actually installed three years ago. All the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter we pull the curtain back on that and we make these parts affordable by offering reliably low prices that's what Rock Auto does family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999 with those goals in mind. RockAuto.com all the parts your car or truck will ever need and make sure you tell them we sent you.
3: RockAuto.com Terms and conditions apply.
2: When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, Visit millerlightcom slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
4: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake Kits...
3: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary. VTW report Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.